He's the host with the most. And this is The Saturday Show with Edward Hayden. Now, there you are. Uh, good morning. You're very welcome. Apparently, I am the host with the most. Well, anyway, whether I am or not, I'm delighted to be here with you on this Saturday morning. And I say good morning. You're very welcome uh, to Casey Laura's The Saturday Show. And it is me, Edward Hayden, with you and with you right through until 12 noon. Thanks so much to Natalie for easing us gently into the morning with lots of music and chat. And, of course, the easy quiz there as well. And, of course, Angela Joyce, George Arash, Arisha Rahendeg with Noel Arish. Now, what am I coming up this morning on the show? I have a jam-packed show. I have to give you the contents of my mind, which I'll give you now in just a second. Also, we have our resident gardening expert, Shirley Lanigan, will be coming up very shortly. Carlo Little Theatre will be joining us to tell us all about their upcoming production of uh, Sebastian Barry's The Steward of Christendom, uh, which is a fabulous piece. I'm so looking forward to chatting with them about that. Uh, also, we're going to have our health feature this morning and we're going to discuss healthy habits with Claire Whitty from the Natural Food Store. And she's discussing all things men's health with us today. So look forward to chatting with her about that. Michelle Murphy is going to be doing a bit of social dancing on the show. So we'll chat with Michelle as well. And and uh, when we're on the world of music, we might as well touch in with the legend. So we're going to be chatting with Red Hurley because Red is coming to the Seth Theatre on Sunday, the 3rd of December. And he's going to be joining us to tell us all about that. Of course, Red will be known to you from the Colours, the Wheels and the Nevada and was very big on the show band scene as well. Uh, Carolyn MacDonald, who is um, involved with festival engagement in STEM at Southeast Technological University. This is the science festival that's taking place from the 11th to the 19th, so starting today. And there's lots of events kicking off in Carlo, and she's going to be telling us all about that. And that's coming from SETU Carlo campus. And Gemma Hayes is going to be telling us uh, about evening of song and collaboration between herself, Lisa Hannigan and Paul Noonan. We have that and lots more besides here on the Saturday show between now and 12 o'clock. And I'd love your company. Uh, 083 306 9696 is our dinnersready.ie contact line or of course you can telephone us on 1800 90 96 96. The line is open for business. The lovely Ashling MacDonald is with us uh, today, back uh, with us today. Um, so lovely to have Ashling here as always. Now, a couple of things I must tell you before we get down to business with Shirley lest I forget um, there is a Kulik Community Day uh, that's taking place today Saturday the 11th of November between 2 and 5 in Kulik Hall uh, it's Ecology Heritage and Culture and uh, there's an afternoon of workshops and activities to celebrate what's special about Kulak and uh, help shape a vision for the future of the townlands. So um, it's a family friendly event and all are welcome today between two and five for sure. Now, uh, also, I want to let you know that there's a craft and food fair with a flower demonstration taking place tomorrow between 12 noon and 4.30. That's on in the Woodford Dalman Hotel. There's flower demonstrations on the hour uh, commencing at 1pm and also there is a raffle uh, taking place along the day and this is an event organised by Bilboa Parish. Uh, so check that out as well. And the third piece um, of news that I have, uh, Johnny, Patty and 
Mike in the Cripple of Inish Man said, I have three pieces of news. So the third piece of news that I have for you is I had a very last minute and unexpected, fabulous evening last night. I was at the Watergate Theatre where Kilkenny Musical Society celebrated 50 years uh, in existence, their 50-year anniversary, uh, an evening emceed and compared by their chairperson, Mark Duffy, and musical direction and direction of the evening was by the wonderful Christine Scarry. It was amazing. It was amazing. I sat beside the most beautiful lady and we were chatting about it and we're just saying how professional it was and how wonderful. The musicality, the theatricality, the professionalism, the whole thing last night, the whole kit and caboodle, it was absolutely fabulous. So well done to Kenny Music Society. Now, that completes all of my news. Uh, 083 3069696 as I said is our dinnersready.ie contact line let's head over to that line because on it I'm joined by our wonderful resident gardening expert Shirley Lanigan Shirley good morning Oh good morning Edward good morning everybody Ah oh, nice to have you with us uh, Shirley and thanks for taking the time out of your Saturday morning because we could say Shirley it is a gardening morning out there at last, at <laughs> last, it's beautiful. But that said, you'll notice when you work on the on the, the the soil, it's very wet. So it's a day to work on paths. Don't be walking around wishing that if, if you've got lawn, don't be doing too much walking on it. It's very wet. It's very spongy, and the more walking you do on spongy, wet, soggy soil. The, the more compacted it becomes. It's very bad for it. So work on the paths or work from paths. Or if you need to work uh, in a border, go and pull yourself out a big plank or something that you can kneel on or stand on that sort of redistributes your weight and, and means that you're, 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 you're much less likely to damage the soil. You don't want to damage your soil. Or your shoes. Oh, well, no, I've, I've wrecked enough pairs of shoes down the last <laughs> week with the soggy wet. I've, I've proved that waterproof boots are not always waterproof. <laughs> okay, it's not so. It's not so. Uh, Shirley, we had a, a, a texter who texted us in uh, last week, I think, as we were just finishing up uh, with you. And uh, they were saying that they were looking for holly lately and they couldn't find it. So they've decided to plant some and wondering, is now a good time? Uh, and maybe for, for clarity, for all of our listeners, I'll add to that, Shirley, is it a kind of a little shrub or do we grow it from a cushing, a shrub or seed or, or how do we grow it or all three? Well, it grows easily from seeds because uh, if, you, if you know anybody who's got holly in their garden, invariably you'll see seedlings popping up lovely, shiny, healthy little seedlings. It's a very easy thing to grow, actually, from a, a, a berry. So that's one way. You could the berries that are on the holly, do we just put those in the ground? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Or, or look around in a friend's garden who, who happens to have seedlings. They'll be quite happy to share them because they do grow into large plants. Now, you can prune them and clip them and train them, but they grow into large plants. So if there are lots of seedlings in somebody's garden, they'll be getting rid of them. And so you could sort of sweetly ask, could you take a few of those, please? You could also go and buy a, 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 a plant or two in the garden centre. Now, there's one thing. If you want berries on your holly tree, in order to guarantee them, you really need a male and a female plant fairly close to each other. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you won't get berries. So uh, make sure if you're buying and if you've got a, a biggish garden, uh, buy, buy two, buy a male and buy a female and just talk to the garden centre owner and make sure that it is a male and a female that you're getting. 
And there are so many different. There are variegated cream variegated ones, yellow variegated ones. There's wonderful hedgehog holly, which is so spiky. It's uh, it's almost gothic looking. It's really it's a beautiful um, shrub, and it's quite a small niche one. It's a good one for a little garden, but it's a lovely plant to grow, and it's native. You can actually grow a really fine hedge from it, and if you want to keep uh, you want to keep burglars at bay or cattle at bay <laughs> or anybody at bay, a densely planted holly hedge holly hedge is uh, it's both beautiful. It's great for the birds because nobody can get in there after them. You know, if they've got a nest in there, they're safe. And it's good to be planting natives anyway. But it's a handsome, evergreen, gorgeous, gorgeous plant, either as a specimen or um, as a hedge. So definitely go and plant holly. How gorgeous. And Shirley, do you know the way, you know, reputationally people say, uh, when it comes to a certain time of year that they have holly without berries. Is that due to the frost or is it due to birds or is it due to not enough uh, procreation or um, what's the cause of berryless holly or, or sca- scarcity it, of berries? It, 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 it means basically you're, you've, got the, you've got the wrong sex. You've got a male, a male shrub. Uh, now, it, 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 it could be that the birds have gotten after, after releasing them depending on the time of year. But you need, as I say, you need a male male shrub and a female shrub in fairly close proximity to each other to ensure berries. So it's just that there's, that's a one-sex plant and it's too far away from, um, from the opposite sex mm. for there to be any action, so to speak. It's the same since Adam and Eve. Uh, Shirley, a texter, uh, <laughs> a texter is on to, uh, and says, Hi, Edward, I texted you about three weeks ago regarding laurel clippings, uh, which I remember uh, asking you. But the texter says, I forgot to ask, could I leave them outside in pots or do I have to put them inside? Now, I think this was someone who was kind of starting to grow a laurel um, hedge and maybe was kind of going to take some, um, what do they call it, clippings or cuttings from it to cutting, grow them as cutting. well. Oh, and laurel is as tough as boots. But you, you wouldn't waste the spot in, inside on laurel. If you've got laurel cuttings, leave them out. They'll take. Laurel is another one. If you, if you know somebody who's got laurel plants, you see it's spra- tiny little seedlings sprouting up all over the place and they grow a mile a minute. So if you find uh, you want a, an, an, another way of, of propagating your laurel, just make your way along uh, a, a, a stand of laurel and you'll see underneath the little um, seedlings all over the place. It's very, very easy to take um, seedlings and, and, and grow them too. Mm. But it's a very tough plant. It doesn't need any mollycoddling. doesn't need to be in a greenhouse or a cold frame or anything like that. If they're out, they're out. As to the... If you, when you say clippings, I think of somebody who's actually, you know, they've clipped their hedge and they've smartened it up and you've got all of those leaves. Now, laurel leaves are very slow to compost. They're so leathery and tough. You know, they last forever and ever and ever. But they actually make a very good uh, component in a mulch path. So if you've got, say, a mulch path under some trees in your garden, if you want to add to it and you've got clippings of, of laurel leaves or, or fallen laurel leaves, pile them in on the path. They, 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 they reduce down so slowly. They make a very good, um, as I say, a component in a mulch path. 
Mm. And Shirley, just keeping with uh, hedging there for a minute, because, you know, people are very uh, protective and, and very particular about their hedging. You know the way if you got a bit of your hedge, and sometimes you'd see it driving around, if you got a bit of your hedge that had gone rotten or that had died, I'm thinking, you know, it could be beech, it could be um, red robin, it could be um, maybe your laurel, I'm not sure. How do we kind of replace the offending piece or will that kind of rot, um, essentially rot the whole the whole piece? Depending on how big the gap is, mm. you can get twine and pull the branches from the two plants on either side of the gap towards each other and tie them gently together. And that will sort of begin to aim the plants in the direction of filling up the gap. Or you could go and you could get some uh, one or two, again, depending on how big the gap is, one or two or three uh, young whips of the same plant. Or if you've got time on your hands, you could take cuttings and, and, and put the cuttings into the gap. Uh, so it, 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 it's an easily enough problem to rectify. OK. Um, and Shirley, uh, it's still, you know, the heavy frost hasn't really hit us yet. So maybe outdoor pots that are kind of hanging around since, you know, summer or early autumn. Uh, any counsel or advice around those or do we just uh, leave them where they are for another little while? Now this weekend we're 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 seeing that we're seeing the first of the of the the the, the grass frosts really around now, mm. and it's the time to remind you to get out and any terracotta pots that you have, gather them into a shaded area or a, or an area that doesn't get frost, and be prepared. This is just a, a quite a handy little tip. As the as the, 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 the those pots get wet and get frosted over the winter, they frost as they're drying. They expand and they snap and they they crack and break. But if you if you have them together in a group, handy and easily to get easily got at, mm. and you've got them in your mildest corner, when you get notice of some really bad frost coming, you can either throw fleece over them, or another thing is. Lie them on their sides because if there's any water in them, it will drain out and it means that there's less water to expand and, 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 and crack the terracotta. So it's, what you want to do now is to prepare yourself for the colder weather that's going to come in the next few months. So go around, see what you've got that you want to make sure doesn't get damaged. And as I say, move it into a sheltered spot. Have fleece at the ready for the nights that you're going to need it. But as an extra precaution lie them on their sides. The plants that are in them aren't growing at the moment anyway. So, you know, you're not going to be damaging anybody and it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's an extra chance that you won't get, um, you won't get uh, cracks and breaks. I know a lot of the terracotta these days, you buy it in the garden centre and it says frost resistant, but most of it really isn't. A lot of it comes from Italy and the Italians, they, they, they don't really know frost. It's like when you buy... <laughs> it's resistant to their frost. Yeah, exactly. You know, their raincoats are usually rain resistant rather than rainproof. Their beautiful leather shoes, they're just not used to the sort of wet that we get and they spring spring um leaks very easily. So anything that comes from Italy, just know that it's it wasn't it wasn't bred in a country of, of soggy, wet, damp uh climate and mm. so it's not ready for it. And it the same applies to their terracotta pots. 
So remember, frost resistant doesn't really mean frost proof. Yeah, and of course they're dear to they're dear to replace as well. So uh, you want yeah. to try and mind them as much as you can. Shirley, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you because uh, again I was telling you that people are particular and uh, precise about their hedging, but I wanted to just kind of touch base and maybe offer some clarity to our listeners around lawns. Are we finished cutting? They've more or less stopped growing now. What you want to do is keep raking the leaves that are are landing on them by the bucket load at the moment. Because if you leave those leaves lie on the ground, they'll get wet, they'll get soggy, they'll, they'll, they'll turn sort of slimy, and they're excluding light from the grass below. So rake, 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 rake. Pile your leaves into, as I said, into. I'm always saying either if you've got no space, into black plastic sacks with holes punched in them, throw them behind the shed. Or if you've got a nice, smart, big garden, you can create yourself a nice um, a, a bay for leaf, leaf mould and just pile all those leaves in there. They look big at the moment. In a few weeks' time, they'll be down to nothing. And you can just keep piling them up and piling them up and you'll be able to use that leaf mulch, leaf mould over the next year or so in your garden. But get it off the lawn. And that's, that's really probably all you have to do. If the grass is a bit long you get a dry day you might sort of scoot once over it to just smarten it up and get it ready for spring but it's unlikely to keep growing and we hope it won't start growing again over the next few weeks but there won't be a sort of a weird warming up snap because we, ju- we don't need that it's, 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 that wouldn't be very desirable at all but for sure sort of putting the lawn to bed now you said what it. you're doing now Shirley there we must leave it um have a lovely day and happy Saturday to you Thank you. What's on the agenda? Uh, I think I'm, I'm actually going to be raking leaves. I've got the, the, <laughs> I've got gravel out front, and I, I almost can't see the stones for the leaves. So uh, while they're while they're not mushy and they're all still nice and light and fluffy, I'm going to go out and pile them into the wheelbarrow and find some place at the bottom of the garden to let them lie and turn into delicious leaf mould. You have uh, you have destroyed my image of you, Shirley, because my image, my gardening image of you is you just kind of wandering around with a little basket and a secateurist and a pair of fine gardening gloves and just doing a little nip and a tuck here and there. Edward, you have no idea. <laughs> you should see the state of me now. If you saw me in my gardening clothes, you'd give me a euro and tell me to go buy myself a cup of coffee. I'm a mess. Okay, so you I'm don't have mess. the beret when out gardening. <laughs> no, I've got a dirty big beanie hat on. <laughs> Stop! I don't want to hear any more. Um, the illusion, the illusion must remain. Shirley, listen, lovely as always to talk to you, and uh, happy Saturday. Bye. That's our resident gardening expert there, Shirley Lanigan. Uh, amazing, as always. A couple of texts in here. Um, hello, my name is Ellen Byrne. I'm wondering if you could wish my mum a happy 48th birthday. She lives in Fruit Hill Manor, and I was wondering, as a music replaced, can you play Heaven by Keen Ducro, I think it is. Uh, but anyway, um, no, I can't play that song, but um, I can wish your mum a very happy 48th birthday. Um, so I'm not sure what mam's name is, but a happy birthday to Ellen Burns, mam, who lives in Fruit Hill Manor. And I uh, hope you have a lovely, lovely day. Another text says, good morning, Edward. Can you say hello to John and Nuala and family in Kinsale? And that's from Mags in Kilkenny. And they listen to you all the time, which is so nice of them. 
to do so. So certainly very happy to send my good wishes and salutations to them this Saturday morning. Anish to Sosbiog on theatre Trish on Sosbiog von on Shana Havina. This Saturday show on KCLR with Edward Hayden. With thanks to Christmas parties at Lyrath Estate Hotel, the perfect location for your team to come together this Christmas. For details, email events at lyrath.com. Carlo, Kilkenny, KCLR. Nishto Falshir Ash, Edward Hayden here with you. 0833069696 is our dinnersready.ie contact line. For all of your texts and WhatsApp, send them in to us. We'd love to have them. Or, of course, 1800 1996 will get you through to the lovely Ashling, and she'll send your messages in there as well. And uh, now, you know we love all things theatre on this show, and we're delighted to welcome our good friends from Carlo Little Theatre, um, who are just getting ready to present um, Sebastian Barry's The Steward of Christendom. It's running from Wednesday the 22nd of November right through until Saturday the 25th of November and I'm delighted that um, Paul McManus who's playing um, the protagonist Thomas Dunn Michelle Phelan playing his daughter Annie Dunn are with us in studio as indeed is Michael Summers the director of this piece Good morning one and good morning all Good morning morning, Edward Um, Now um, I'm going to start with yourself I suppose Michael in terms of the food chain we must always start with the director that's the the unwritten rule I've established when the director is here I start with uh, the director Um, I said to you during the break it's a mammoth piece It's one of the best Irish plays in my humble opinion it's a phenomenal play and as we're coming to the end of the decade of centenaries this play definitely closes an awful lot of the ties that are there it was written in the mid 90s by sebastian barry it was um it, at the time it would have been a quite a difficult piece or a challenging piece insofar as an awful lot of the subject matter was still not talked about in this country and as we've moved along, we have definitely moved into a completely different space. And this play definitely shows everything that within our own lifetime, the changes that has happened. But more than that, it just really hits home on a lot of the issues around society, around family. It is a phenomenal play. Um, it is probably the best Irish play written in the last 30 years. I have no argument in saying that. It has every sort of emotion. It's it's an act or it's a director's dream Mm. because Sebastian Barry in his credit has left no stage direction. It is a phenomenal play to direct. And look, any play is only as good as the cast we've had. And I, I can't give I can't say a bad word about the cast and crew that we've had on this production. I think we've prepared a pretty special piece. For sure. Paul, of course, you are playing uh, Paul McManus. Uh, you are playing the role of Thomas Dunn. Mm. Uh, again, if the play is a, a mammoth piece, it's a mammoth part because you're playing uh, this part of someone incarcerated in the county home. Michael said about, yeah. um, you know, the, the themes and the relevance to Irish society. Um, and I suppose undergoing moments or vignettes of, of looking back on, on, on one's life. Yeah. Tell us about your character. Well, Thomas is, um, he was a very powerful man uh, in his younger days. He rose to chief superintendent of the Dublin Metropolitan Police, which was highly unusual for a Catholic to rise that high. He's from Kiltegan in Wicklow, based on Sebastian Barry's own great-grandfather, or maybe it's great-great-grandfather. Anyway, it's it's one of Sebastian Barry's uh, precedents. 
And Thomas, um, then his world turns upside down with independence because suddenly he's gone from being this important person to being thrown out. If you think of the likes of John Redmond and the Home Rule Party who just became irrelevant after independence, same thing happens to Thomas. He retires at the same time. There's personal things in his life as well. His son, Willie, goes to the first war and doesn't come back. And that has a major, major effect on, on Thomas's mental health. So it's a, an accumulation of all these things. And so the play is, um, as you say, it's... It starts in the in the county home at Balting Glass. Uh, another reason why we were interested in doing it, it was that kind of local connection. Of course, so it's adjacent close. to it's Carlo, exactly, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So, um, and then it's as you say, it goes into memories, it goes into f- into dream sequences, and for for an actor, it's a dream part. It's a mm. lot of work, but it's very very rewarding. Um, the hard bit, a lot of people ask me about the lines because there's an awful mm. lot of lines in it. The hard bit is actually the energies yeah. because he's up and down, he's left and right, and. But it's we actually ran it f- uh, in completion, start to finish the other night, and it was the first time we'd done that, and it's it's a joy, it's an absolute joy to do, you know. Yeah, it was and buzzing afterwards. And as Michael said, there the range of emotions, the ask uh, from from a company uh, and from an actor is is, is monumental. How have you uh, again putting aside the lines? It's only it's only the people that are not involved that to talk about the lines because the lines just have to get out of the way. Yeah. But uh, how have you kind of worked in terms of 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 preparing um, yourself in terms of uh, to to straddle the, the the breadth of emotion required. Well, Michael Michael was very good to to offer me the part. It was early spring, so I had a lot of time to prepare for it. And um, the lines were uh, not to talk about the lines, but the lines were actually one of the last things I did. Okay, we kind of uh, went through the play, and it was the emotion. And where, where is he mentally at this point? Mm-hmm. Where is he emotionally at this point? The physicality, all that kind of stuff. That was far, and the lines were kind of the last thing that came along. Um, it's it's like any play that's really well written it's quite easy to get into it because it's so well written and, and as Michael has mentioned Sebastian Barry is just a phenomenal writer we used um, he's written three books subsequent to the play that are dealing with other characters in the play Annie Dunn which is Michelle's character mm. and On Cain Inside and Long Long Way which is about Willie's experiences in the first war and we've used material from those books to sort of build up the, the subtext of the play um, all that kind of stuff so an awful lot of research that went into it months ago. I mean, yeah, it was six months at least we've been working on this, you know. So, but an endeavour of, of of this size yeah. is, is 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 worth all of that. Um, Michelle, good morning. You're very welcome. Uh, and you're playing Annie John, who is uh, the visiting daughter. That's right. Yeah, Annie has been a great character to get to know. She's so direct and seemingly harsh and hard, but running beneath it, she's got unwavering loyalty and love for her father Thomas and her sisters Maud and Dolly. She's the glue that holds them together through everything they encounter. And I think every family has a nanny. Um, she's been inflicted with a hump due to polio. And that kind of deep-rooted disappointment and bitterness comes through in some great scenes. The play is punctuated with some very funny interactions with the sisters uh, that I think we can all relate to. And Michael has really fleshed out the light moments of the play. So it's been a great uh, um, character really to get to grips with. How have you enjoyed being being part of, of the ensemble for a piece like this? Oh, it's been great. So the energy is really building now in the last few weeks of rehearsals. And as Paul said, the last day we ran it through, it was just brought such a great um, amount of excitement and we really felt we were ready to go and looking forward to meeting everyone that comes to see it. And they're in for a real treat. There's a very creative um, use of tech and lighting to bring the play to life. 
How gorgeous. Uh, and Michael, just to go back to yourself, you know, in terms of uh, your own experience, obviously you have a wealth of experience on, on stage. Uh, the directing piece, how have you enjoyed kind of, you know, looking at that? Because obviously, you know, the role of the director is obviously to, to create and lead a vision, but also to kind of to work in, in collaboration or in communion with others to kind of to see how that vision pans out. Well, most definitely. Um, but I've been at this thing for a while mm. and um, I'm probably one of the most workshop people in the country at this stage. I've brought every single piece of knowledge I've had, but maybe it would be fair to ask it to the others because they have been listening to me talking about percentages and movements and impulses and yeah, how blah, to blah, move, blah, when blah, not blah. to move, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, but like, it, 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 I, I made a commitment to every cast member and we have 17 in the cast here. That's right, because now, and I don't want to give everything away, but I remember you telling me uh, offline previously that you have uh, explored different uh, creative uh, opportunities throughout the place. Well, that's it. Look, we have a large society in Carlow and it's very important within community theatre to make it about community. And no more than what Sebastian Barry said about when the home in Bolton Glass closed down, all the patients moved to St. Dimpness in Carlow. And like, let's face it, the little theatre, that was our home for about 30 years. So this is how local this play gets to us. But if you look at what we've done, um, how we've used those sequences, how we're utilising the, the stories that flesh out what those large monologues are about, I think... Um, each one of the people in the play of our cast can safely say that they can direct the play at the end of this and that was my major goal at the uh, at the start and um, so sustainability is rife yeah, in Carlo Little yeah, Theatre yeah but like at the end of the day we're like um, I've dealt with some very good directors I think of the late Seamus O'Rourke or the late Michael Casey two absolutely giants of theatre in this region and like I've been involved with Donald Gallagher and Philip Hardy and uh, all down through the years and like I've learnt an awful lot and mm, I've picked mm. up an awful lot from them and uh, hopefully people can see it in this show. Well, listen, I think I, if they're like me, they're really looking forward uh, to seeing it. Uh, in terms of bookings then, uh, Paul, booking is now available. As I said, it runs from Wednesday the 22nd of November until Saturday the 25th in um, the George Bernard Shaw Theatre. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, a... S- super venue and uh, yeah. a super playing space as well but booking details uh, booking details can be got from the visuals website itself that's visual.ie um, and there's the phone number and all is there and also on our old social media Carl Theatre on Facebook and Instagram etc etc just to let people know the show starts at 7.30 mm-hmm. a little bit of an earlier start but then again it's dark evenings what, are you, what else are you going to be doing this time of the year there you have it yeah and can't wait to do it and, and I'm really glad as well I'm glad you mentioned the fact that we have an ex- extended cast a bigger cast than you'd expect normally and mm. um, some of the jobs that they what we call the ensemble we only, we're calling the ensemble because we don't want to give away what exactly everybody's doing mm. um, but it won't be one guy sitting on the bed giving monologues throughout the play because that's the trap that we could have fallen into with, with this play You know, because Thomas has an awful lot of monologues um, so just to enrich the whole experience visually it's going to be very exciting again I don't want to give anything away but we've been working on the set and it's going to be very different to what we've done previously. Well, listen, uh, I think it's going to be great. Uh, Michelle, just the next couple of weeks, what are they looking like? Have you uh, an exhaustive rehearsal schedule or uh, what's the modus operandi for the next couple of weeks? Oh, absolutely. Real life is parked and this is life. (laughs) Michael keeps everyone on their toes and, you know, no two rehearsals are the same, but um, very much a workshop component. But I think we're bringing it all together at this point and... 
Yeah, we're hoping that people will make a night of it and get their t- tickets booked. And there's lots of lovely restaurants in Carlo. They can make a real night out of it. There you have it, absolutely. Hashtag visit Carlo, Carlo Tourism. <laughs> uh, listen, it's lovely to talk to you uh, again. It's always lovely to have Carlo Little Theatre in Michael Summers, who's the director. Paul McManus playing Thomas Dunn and Michelle Phelan playing Annie Dunn uh, as well. Lovely to have you with us and best of good wishes to you. Thanks, and of course, we must say best of good wishes to your circuit team who are out mm-hmm. on the road with Heiligenstadt. Yeah. Uh, a wonderful piece written by Mark Craddock and doing really well yeah. on the Festival Circus. So thanks so much for joining us, guys, and good morning to thanks, you. Edward. Thank you very much, Edward. Check it out, folks, is my invitation to you. It's going to be a wonderful piece that Sebastian Varys, the steward of Christendom. Now we're going to take a little Sospioga Rasharishi Kian Kupla no made fun on show. KCLR. Cooking. Healthy Habits on KCLR with natural health store and Irish brand One Nutrition Ashwagandha giving you a little energy support with magnesium and zinc formulated to support energy available at natural health store Market Cross feel good on the inside feel good on the inside indeed isn't it good to feel good all over uh, for sure um, we're delighted to have our Healthy Habits feature and we're joined by Claire Whitty from the Natural Food Store uh, Claire good morning to you Good morning, Edward. Thanks How are very you much going? For having me in. I'm it's good. Pleasure good. to have you in. A pleasure to have you. Just maybe pull in a tiny little bit there uh, more to me. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you in. Haven't we become so aware of our health in general? We have, yeah. Everybody is much more in tune, um, mm. Edward. When I started out in health, I suppose, um, yeah, more than uh, coming up to thirty years ago now working in this industry. Mm. But yeah, there is we're seeing, and thankfully, Edward, because the conversation this morning, I suppose, we want to focus in a little bit on men's health. Yeah, and um, it's it's great that we are seeing more men coming into the shop asking questions. For sure, mm. and it's a, it's almost as if now we're allowed. We have given ourselves the permission or the consent. Uh, to to mind ourselves with our health. So more specifically, then, as you said, we're going to 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 chat this morning um, about men's health. So what are the kind of the the signposts, if you like, around men's health? Yes, I suppose uh, for me, um, men that come in, they're usually it's tiredness, um, it's it's stress and anxiety, sleep problems, and sometimes it could be you know hair problems or mm. thinning hair. So for me, I suppose it's to say to, to men, look, be alert to symptoms um, that if something is different, it's different. And to um, talk to your GP about it, that, that would be the first port of call. Um, because I think sometimes, thankfully, you know, everybody is becoming more aware and in tune with their bodies now. But I always think about it like a car. You know, we bring the car for the NCT test every mm-hmm. year and it's for, to encourage men to do the same thing. Go to your GP, have a regular routine blood test done, have a chat with them and uh, for, you know, each and every one of us to encourage the men in our lives, let it be our father, our brother, our sons, mm-hmm. partners, whoever it is, to go and, you know, to the GP and get the blood done. Can I just ask done. you in relation, you mentioned there about, you know, symptoms around tiredness and fatigue and perhaps, you know, deficiencies of energy and everything. You know, we're now living in a very fast-paced world and people are are working very hard. They're playing very hard. They're balancing very hard. The kind of the equilibrium, the equilibrium is difficult to achieve. How do we kind of differentiate between just being really hectically busy and undersleeping as opposed to the quality of our of our sleeping and the quality of the energy that we're expending? I suppose... Um, 
uh, in everybody's individual life, we should aim for about eight hours sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you're getting your eight hours sleep, how, mo- how many hours are you devoting to work and how many hours are you devoting to, devoting to yourself for time? And it, yes, it is normal. <coughs> excuse me. Um, it is normal to feel a bit of stress. And it is normal to feel a bit of tiredness. Mm. But when you're feeling absolutely fatigued and when you find that it's affecting your concentration and when you find that you're just um, maybe getting that your anxiety is building and also it will start to affect your sleep. So keep an eye out for that sort of thing, that your tiredness is not just a normal tiredness. Mm. It's, 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 it's more like an exhaustion and fatigue. I would keep, keep an eye out for that. And the sluggish, the brain, you just can't concentrate, you can't focus. They would be signs. And there that's not normal. You know, it's normal, yes, to be tired. Uh, mm-hmm. It should be a kind of a... But not consistently, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Talk to me, of course, uh, at the natural health store, you offer a broad range of uh, supplements and vitamins and minerals and, you know, things that we can prop up our bodies uh, with. Uh, magnesium. Anytime I mention to anyone about that, I'm feeling a bit tired. You need to take <laughs> magnesium. Is magnesium the panacea? It it is, um, and I think every day we burn up so much magnesium. It's used for three to four hundred different functions in the body. Um, it's our muscles, it's our heart, energy production, but it's also the calming. It's classed as nature's tranquilizer. So if we're burning that up every day and we're not eating enough foods to replenish it, uh, top up with some supplements for sure uh, to do that. And there's loads available. One 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 supplement would be say clean marine um, magnesium, which is a tablet. You can take one or two tablets per day. Or the, funny enough, for, for one of the most popular supplements at the moment for men and women is ashwagandha. And the yeah, the ashwagandha, the One Nutrition ashwagandha is one of the most popular ones because that, uh, Edward, has a particular form of ashwagandha, KSM66. So, and that particular ashwagandha does give you some magnesium with it. It adds in a little bit of magnesium and it gives you some extra zinc as well. So those three, th- those three things in the one little supplement is a lovely little one. Um, and the idea is that we, we talked about the lack of energy there. Mm. So the ashwagandha, the magnesium together, they're going to support your energy levels. But stress levels um, get, get really high when we're busy and depending on your job and the work-life balance, the ashwagandha is a great one for normalizing cortisol, normalizing uh, energy levels, stress levels, anxiety. Um, so two together there and a little bit of zinc then I suppose is the male health me- mm. te- te- you know for testosterone for male support so yeah that ashwagandha is a good one Just when I'm chatting with you I'm thinking of my father and my father is 13 years dead wow. so go back uh, before that again but I remember he used to sometimes take cod liver oil oh, capsules yes. are yes. they still on the go they, or what they, do they do for you? Yeah so you're, you're the cod liver oil It's after coming to my yeah, mind for a reason this morning so we must mention them Yeah and yeah it's nice to bring them into the conversation it is and yeah your, your Omega oils the cod liver oil was and still is popular and I suppose one one of our most popular ones for men in particular is it's a it's clean marine for men it's called Edward mm. and the idea of that it's a krill oil so instead of getting the amigo oils from the, the cod liver oil itself it's a it's it's from a krill and it's it's slightly more absorbable um, but the beauty of that one the one for men it gives you a little bit of extra zinc there as well and some B vitamins mm. so again you've got immunity energy and your your the male 
I suppose sporting testosterone levels again there with the clean marine for men that'd be a nice one but yeah mm. like I never could do the Cod Liver Oil by the teaspoon yeah. oh my goodness I don't know how they did it uh, for sure I'm telling you there were people yeah. of stamina yeah. Um, y- you mentioned a couple of times there about the whole notion of testosterone uh, again of course um, fertility and infertility is such a big part of people's lives now Um What's the kind of the, the messaging around that in terms of um, health or vitamins that you might have? Is there something that can act as, uh, again, maybe a, a prop or as a support um, to increase fertility? Or is it a kind of a, a larger piece? It would be a larger piece, I suppose, for men, I suppose, is to take on board that we would actually see a lot more women coming in and buying the supplements for themselves okay. to improve their fertility. And with the men, we don't see so much Sometimes you might see a woman buying a male fertility supplement. So, yes, you will get some supplements that are directly targeted, you know, for male fertility. But let's presume that that's that's um, sort of to support sort of how fast the, the, the sperm will actually flow mm. through and things like that and the, the health of the sperm. But Not the sperm count. It, yeah, and it would be the health of them, how fast they can and how okay. strong they are. There are supplements that can do that. Because it needs, you know, it needs, as we know, to survive. Exactly. To, 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 to work to on, the, on the egg, yeah. To get where it's needed to be. Mm. So let's say for the, the, the healthy young man who wants to optimise his chances, something like the Clean Marine for Men, combined with the ashwagandha, if they're stressed, that, that would be a great starting point. But certainly for the for the, the man who is worried, there would be more specific supplements that we can talk to there about that as well. Uh, but importantly, for their for their fertility would be definitely controlling stress because it's amazing how much stress impacts on how the body functions, mm. getting our sleep habits right as well, for, you know, for all aspects of health, including fertility. But zinc, um, which is in a couple of those supplements mentioned there, would be. Uh, one of the important ones for for men's health. I I can see how how the ashwagandha could be so popular for men because it's kind of like a three pronged attack as opposed to three different bottles or three different uh, applications. Do you know it's popular around that? Um, I presume, Claire, it would be um, disingenuous of me not to say that the best advice is to kind of, obviously, if there's something very big, to seek uh, medical advice, as you said, from the GP. But even around people's, you know, desires or concerns or uh, looking at the opportunities that are there, it's to go into you at the National, at the Natural Health Store and kind of have a one-on-one conversation Absolutely. because here on the radio, oh, well, yeah. ashwagandha could be good for me, but it mightn't be it suitable for the next yeah, one. It could be detrimental yeah. for somebody else and certainly if they're on any medication or anything mm-hmm. like that. But absolutely, it's, it's, if you're worried, it, I, if you're worried, talk to somebody. I think that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Talk to somebody, be aware of your symptoms, be alert to how your body functions and when it's different. Um, and call into us. We'll have a chat or, or and talk about your diet and your lifestyle. And we, you know, we'd be familiar with the different blood tests doctors can do, and be suggesting you to do those. And there are also some home test kits that you can get, which are actually there's Myobio is a Kilkenny based company. They do some um, home Try test job. kits, which is great. And so you might just pick up, you know, it could be low iron, it could be vitamin D. You know, we there's diff- different tests available. My my bio, we we have a few of them in the in the store. But we need to take ownership of our own bodies Absolutely. and our own minds and yeah. our own health. You know, Absolutely. whilst we can pull in all of the different people and the teams to support us, we have to be the driver. Absolutely, Edward. Be be alert and attentive to your own body and your own symptoms, and don't over push yourself. 
you know, some people will tell me that they're exercising, but they're exercising at certain times uh, religiously every single day for the same amount of time. And it's a structure and it's a discipline. And that in itself is a stress because you're pushing yourself mm. to achieve it every day. So be mindful of that sort. That's a stress as well. Be mindful. To be kind. To Claire, lovely yeah. to chat with you. Thanks, Thanks so much for coming in. Claire Pishley there from the Natural Health Store um, supporting our healthy habits. We're going to take a break back after this. Healthy Habits on Case Yellower with Natural Health Store and Irish brand One Nutrition Ashwagandha giving you a little energy support with magnesium and zinc formulation to support energy available at Natural Health Store Market Cross Feel good on the inside Kilkenny Carlo KCLR Now good morning you're very welcome back if you've just joined us you're very welcome uh, just to let you know that the wonderful Michelle Murphy will be coming to uh, the Abbey Hall in Greg Namana this coming uh, Tuesday night. She's going to be doing social dancing from 9.30 till late uh, and all funds are in aid of the Abbey Hall and the Camogie Club. Michelle joins us on the line. Good morning, Michelle. Now, I think Michelle should be joining us on the line. Hello, Michelle. Good morning. Good morning, Edward. How are you? I'm very good. Nice to talk to you. Thanks for joining us. Not at all. It's lovely to be talking to you this morning. It's a beautiful morning here in Wexford. I hope the same in Kilkenny. It certainly is. And listen, we're really looking forward that you're coming to uh, Greg Namana because you're a big hit on the social dancing uh, scene, Michelle. Your talent is uh, well-renowned. Uh, thank you very much for that. But I'm really delighted to be coming to the Abbey Hall in Greg Namana on Tuesday night because I've actually never been into the hall, but I know Greg Namana is steeped in such history and whatever. And even just the name, the Abbey Hall, it's, it's a lovely name for any dance venue. So we're really looking forward to going there and I'm hoping that lots of people will come out and dance on the night. Please God. And Michelle, give us a flavour. What are you going to do? Are you going to be uh, the queen of the silver dollar or are you going to be uh, the good girls going bad? Oh, I'll be the good girl going bad for sure. I could be the queen of the silver dollar. You never know, Edward. The programme changes on a regular basis. But I suppose when you're talking about that, it's our normal our normal programme it varies from quick steps to your waltz, to your slow waltz, your foxtrot. Of course, the slosh is a big hit with the dancers now, which is a great dance because you don't have to have a partner. You know, sometimes a group of ladies will go dancing and they get up and do the slosh. And then, of course, we have the taxi dance. Um, which you can pick someone up on that. Oh, you could pick someone up on that, is right, and bring him off for a spin around the floor and come back. So that's the <laughs> and drop him again. The mill. And drop him again like a hot cake. There you have it. Well, and listen. That's the general run of the mill. It'll be absolutely fantastic, Michelle. Everyone is really looking forward to it and hope it goes really well for you on Tuesday night. And uh, your, your voice is absolutely fantastic. And I know people will dance the night away for sure. Oh, thank you, Edward. Look at I'm as I said, I'm really looking forward to going up and I've got a lots of great friends up in Greg the Man and Mara, of course. We'd have to forget Mara, Mara, couldn't forget Mara. Mara. Don't forget Mara or I'll be shot. Hung drawn and quarters. Uh, she's uh, super. Mara's a great friend and a great supporter uh, uh, of my music and, and that as well. So really looking forward to going up there. Of course I have relatives in Kilkenny. I'll give a shout to them. They're in Castle Comer, so good morning to all them tuned in today. Um, and that so look at Edward we hope to have a crowd it's a fundraising event for the Camogie Club and whatever so it's always great to be involved in fundraisers as well so hopefully we'll have the crowd we'll dance the night away and fingers crossed after that for sure Michelle nice to talk to you and happy Saturday good morning thanks ever so much Edward take care bye bye now Michelle Murphy they're coming to dance in Greg Namana on Tuesday night let's take take a break and Angela will be here she's going to dance her way into the news there just after 11 o'clock 
The KCLR text and WhatsApp line 083 306 9696. Sponsored by Dinners Ready Market Yard Kilkenny. Passionate about coffee? Our new barista menu in store serves delicious barista coffee from 8 a.m. daily. This Saturday show on KCLR with Edward Hayden. With thanks to Christmas parties at Lyratha State Hotel, the perfect location for your team to come together this Christmas. For details, email events at lyrath.com. Now, good morning. You're very welcome back. 0833069696 is our dinnersready.ie contact line. Couple of texts in here as well. Uh, somebody wanted to say, I'd like to wish your newsreader a happy birthday and a happy anniversary. So that, of course, is our own lovely and dear Angela Doyle Stewart, who's celebrating her birthday and anniversary uh, yesterday, I think. Uh, we did give her a little birthday and anniversary hug this morning, so she's well catered for uh, in here. And um, yeah, Angela's always lovely here on a Saturday morning. Um, Anita was on and she says, Edward, every November I do a gong bath meditation for tiredness and it's amazing and it can be done locally, says Anita. So thank you uh, very much. Uh, for that um, as well. Wait, 3306-9696 is our dinnersready.ie contact line for all of your texts and WhatsApps. We'd love to uh, hear from you. Uh, coming up in the rest of the show, uh, later on, we're going to be chatting with Carolyn McDonnell uh, about festival engagement at the STEM. Uh, and this is, of course, something organised by the Carlo campus of SETU, uh, where the festival is running from today right through until the 19th. So Carolyn is going to give us a whistle-stop tour through uh, the programme and through what's lined up for that. And also in this hour, we're going to be chatting with Gemma Hayes. And Gemma Hayes is going to be talking to us all about turning private, which is an evening of songs and collaboration between herself, Lisa Hannigan and Paul Noonan. And that's happening at the Watergate Theatre in Kilkenny as well. And that's always absolutely fabulous. I was telling you at the start of the show, I started my evening last night in the Watergate Theatre and uh, we had the lovely Kilkenny Musical Society and they presented their 50th anniversary uh, concert. It was uh, like... Come here till I tell you, if I was to say it was a hit from the musicals, it would be disingenuous because it was a show like none other. It was absolutely fantastic uh, last night, directed and musically directed by Christine Scarry and compared by Mark Duffy and lots of people from the Musical Society over the years returned to the stage of the Watergate and the singing was sublime. I mean sublime. Uh, it was really good. I was sitting beside us telling you a lovely lady and we were talking about how professional the show looked. You know, it was certainly not a show that was pulled together in a week or anything like it. Now, during the week, a song came to my own mind. I'm going to play it uh, for you. I think, Ashley, will I play that song uh, now? Yeah, I think I will. And that is Mary Darcy. Now, Mary Darcy is, again, of course, the Carlow Wicklow area and known to you all from Two's Company with Eamon McRory, formerly of this parish. So here they are with Eileen McManus. Last night, as I lay on my pillow, a vision came into my view of a ship sailing over the ocean. 
and the wine so tremendously blue. My name, my name is Eileen McManus. My age, my age it is, scarcely is scarcely 18. 18. And I thank and you, dear, I thank sir, you, dear sir, for your kindness. For your kindness. For you don't, for you know, don't know how lonely I've been. I've been. For the one of employment in Ireland. Of employment in Ireland. I was forced. I was forced as, as an exile to roam. Far Far away. Far away from my, from home, my home in Killarney, a place, a place you, you all know well. Now the ship from the ocean has vanished. In fancy I see her no more. My beautiful eyes The pride of old Aaron's green Yes, the pride of old Aaron's green shore. You might remember this one. Just a little while after. Dear John, oh, how I hate your eyes. Dear John, I must let you know tonight that my I was overseas oh, in battle when the postman came to me. Dear John, he handed me a letter I must let you and I was just as happy as I could be. Because the fighting was all over. There's no reason the battles had all been won. And tonight then I opened up your letter and it started Dear John, Dear John. Won't you please send back my picture for my husband wants When I tell you who I'm with, you won't wish to have it anyhow. And it hurts me so to tell you that my love for you has come. Tonight I wear another dear John. Yes, yes, tonight, tonight I wear your brother, another dear, dear John. John. 
Now, that was, of course, Mary, Darcy and Eamon McRory, first with Eileen McManus and then Dear John. And that's a blast from the past there from Two's company as well. Keep the text coming in to us, 083-306-9696. It is our dinnersready.ie contact line. We'd love to hear from you as well. Now, let's head over to the telephone line because we're very excited to be joined on it by uh, Red Hurley, who is coming to the Set Theatre in Langton's on Sunday the 3rd of December and he joins us on the line to tell us all about that. Good morning, Red. How are you? Good morning. How are you? It's my birthday today. Oh, well, happy birthday. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. I I was just kidding. But it is my birthday today. Well, they say it's the only day of the year that's truly your own, so enjoy it. Yeah. Thank you very much. How are things with you? All good. All good. Now, um, you're looking forward, of course, to coming to the Set Theatre in Kilkenny, and we're very looking forward to having you down here in Kilkenny, um, Red. Have you been to Kilkenny before? Oh, many times. Many great memories of Kilkenny over the years, yeah. When the Nevada show band, we we used to play in Kilkenny, and we had some great, great, great times. And, of course, great ballroom history in Kilkenny here as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were wonderful. And I really, I'm not just saying, but we had some great laughs. And Kilkenny is such a beautiful city. So, you know, we we always wanted to sort of try and stay over in Kilkenny rather than come home, even though it was only <laughs> like 70 or 80 miles. We always wanted to stay in Kilkenny. The crack is always good down here. It is mighty. It is mighty for sure. Uh, mighty for sure. Listen, you've had a very um, decorated and illustrious career um, and uh, not uh, where to start is unknown. But of course, we must mention the Eurovision Song Contest. You competed uh, representing Ireland in 1976 with the song When. Um, that must have been a fantastic experience, Red. Well, it was an, a great experience. And I'm told, I'm just told there recently uh, that in fact, there was 500 million viewers Jeez. to the Eurovision in those days. And I, I, I mean, I find it hard to believe when you see the big stadiums and the uh, the big uh, auditoriums that they use these days. But uh, it's hard to believe little old Ireland had uh, a, a big bunch of people on the, on the tour, you know, going back to 1976. That was great, yeah. How fabulous. And then, of course, all of the show band years as well, uh, best known from, from the Nevada uh, show band as well. The show band time was a, a magical period in Irish history, wasn't it? Well, I enjoyed every bit of it. You know, I remember we started with the Nevada in uh, 1972. 1972. And had some wonderful, great memories, you know. So the the show bands were really good to to, to a lot of people. Okay, gave a lot of people a lot of work. And you're hugely popular. I remember seeing you a couple of years ago myself. I was at a concert. Now, where it was, I don't know. It was either in Clonmel, I've decided, or it was above mm. in the Burlington as part of a Ronan Collins celebration. And Sandy Kelly was performing on the same night. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to remember now who that. It wasn't Ronan, no. I don't think so, anyway. Yeah, but it's, uh, you're hugely popular with the audience, Red. They do love you, don't they? Oh, I don't know about that. But 
I'll I'll say I'll say yes to keep him keep me happy. <laughs> <laughs> and come here uh, in advance of our conversation this morning. One thing that I was uh, just doing some research on you, you kind of even wowed Oprah as well. So uh, America's biggest uh, presenter was wowed by your rendition of "How Great Thou Art." Tell us about that, Red. I was singing at a turn at a, a do for for Maya Angelou, and uh, that was that was really exciting. But the, we were, I was at a, a party for for Maya's birthday, and I was asked to sing at that. Now, no microphones, no PA, no sound system, no nothing, no band, no orchestra, nothing. And uh, so uh, she said, "Would you please sing uh, How Great Thou Art for me?" So I, she had a habit of saying that to me. So anyway, I did, and uh, that was fine. It went well, and everyone was very happy with it. And uh, just about ten minutes later, there was two arms around the back, my back and it turned out to be Oprah and I couldn't believe it I was pinching myself and I was saying are you for real I said to her she said oh yes she said I am yeah my mother used to love that song uh, How Great Thou Art and she said I'm delighted you sang it today and thank you very much and then her partner Stedman Graham asked me to sing at a, a do in Chicago uh, for Athletes Against Drugs was the name of the, uh, the, the 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 arrangement to do, and uh, unknowns to me, Oprah was in the audience, and I was doing about eight songs, and uh, we got we got chatting again, and we became friends. So she's a really nice lady. How lovely, how lovely to to have that experience and to have had that memory. Um, you're coming to Kilkenny. Are you doing a series of of tours, Red, or is there a special celebration, or what's yeah. the significance of no. of the tour? Well, the, the only significance is coming to, to Kilkenny because we 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 all have a great fondness in our heart for Kilkenny. But uh, no, I'm doing I'm doing the tour all over Ireland, and uh, so far it's going great. I was in the venue theatre last night, and it was packed, and it was a great audience, a great night, and my daughter Stephanie sang for me, and uh, the audience loved it. So it's it's it, it, it's great. You know, I'm going to Spain uh, on Monday morning for four days to do a thing over there and then when I come back I'm in Ballycotton in County Cork and middle, near Middleton so we have a lot of stuff going on How oh, lovely and are you living in Ireland at the minute Red or where, where's home? Yes I, I was in America for 20 years but the travelling the travelling really I mean it, it, it would kill you the immigration the customs mm. the security the travelling to and from the airport you know trying to make it work time wise just dreadful but having said that, when you get to there, to, when you get to your destination, and it's time for the show or the concert, uh, it's just wonderful. That's that's what, that's what keeps us all going. For sure. Well, listen, uh, it's so lovely to chat with you. And uh, we can tell people the tickets are on sale for the Set Theatre. It's on Sunday the 3rd of December. And I know there's great draw for you uh, all over the country. And Kilkenny, no different. And uh, the the little bit of gyration. They all love the bit of gyration, Red, don't they? You have them all gone wild. A slight bit of twerking. Oh, a little bit of twerking for sure, absolutely. Yeah. And the, the 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 bit of sex appeal it doesn't uh, it doesn't uh, pose as any problem either. <laughs> Lovely to talk sure, to you, Red, uh, and good wishes to you. Thank you very much. I nice to talk to you. Good morning, uh, Red Hurley there, and yeah, God, he's a different Ashling. Have a look there on the internet.
Divil for the bit of gyration at, at all of those things as well. Anyway, Red Hurley, he's coming to the Set Theatre on the 3rd of December. If you're so inclined, you can contact them there um, at the set as well. Now, a couple of texts here just to get uh, off the screen. Uh, best of luck to Glenn Can- Chandler uh, from his friends in Super Value in Thomastown. So I don't know what he's doing. Uh, I'm terribly nosy. Now, what's, tell us what Glenn Chandler is doing, but we're wishing him best of luck from his friends in Super Value in Thomastown. So let us know what he's uh, getting up to. And also the lovely Liz, uh, known to you all affectionately as one of the dolls from Rahana. Liz has been on and Liz says, Good morning, Edward. There's a social dance in Rahana Hall tomorrow night, the 12th of November. And you can dance to Muriel O'Connor and Fran Curry from 9.30. There's refreshments and a raffle there as well. So that'll be really lovely. Uh, also, somebody was asking about the Akashwanda, uh, which was the supplement that Claire was telling us a little bit uh, about earlier on. And somebody wanted to know, is Ashkawanda better in the night or the morning? Uh, I'm taking it for a better sleep. And the advice there, we did contact Claire and her advice is to take it early in the evening. Um, for best uh, events as well. Now, uh, I think we will take uh, a little break back after this. This Saturday show on KCLR with Edward Hayden. With thanks to Christmas parties at Lyrath Estate Hotel, the perfect location for your team to come together this Christmas. For details, email events at lyrath.com. Carlo Kilkenny KCLR Now uh, you're very welcome back Edward Hayden here with you uh, I must just tell you they're going mad here in KCLR I don't know what's going on there's money coming out of every uh, gap in the in, in the in the mattress um, but we're giving away lots of money at the minute as part of the Guess Who um, campaign so congratulations to Dwayne Hayden of Assumption Place in Kilkenny who won an amazing 900 euro for correctly identifying our three mystery celebrities on Casey Laura's Guess Who uh, in case you were wondering and in case you're scratching your head celebrity number one was Alan Leach celebrity number two was Brian May and celebrity number three was Danielle Steele uh, as well and that was given away during the week and who was given away all this money only the lovely Ashling, our own Ashling. she was out and about during in the week so congratulations Dwayne uh, of Assumption Place in Kilkenny you have 900 quid in your back pocket you're not doing too bad here's how Ashling got on three celebrities to identify thousands of euro to give away KCLR's guess who Dwayne I'm going to ask you now who do you think is our celebrity number one the Kalini born actor most famous for his TV work and he also appeared in films Alan Leach Celebrity number two is British musician, a songwriter, and is most famous for being a guitarist. Uh, Brian May. And celebrity number three is our author who was born in the USA. Danielle Steele. Three celebrities identified. Dwayne! Oh my goodness! You have just won 900 euro! Thank you very much. Oh, Dwayne, congratulations. Oh Thank, you. Thank, you. Thank you very much. Fair play to you, Dwayne. I'd have to say now, lads, I'll have to keep coming in here for a few months to try and make 900 euro because I wouldn't have got those now uh, in a fish. So I have to say fair play, Dwayne, uh, for that. And 900 euro, not too shabby in the run up to Christmas for sure. So uh, that's 
the KCLR Guess Who as well. Now, let's head over to the telephone line because on it I'm joined by Carolyn MacDonald who is involved with Festival Engagement STEM at Southeast Technological University and that festival is running at the Carlo campus um, Science Week running right through from today until the 19th of November and lots of things happening as part of that um, festival. Let's head over to the telephone line and say good morning, Carolyn. Carolyn, how are you? How are you, Edward? And a very happy Science Week to you. Oh, and a very happy Science Week to you. And uh, delighted uh, that you had the time to chat with us this morning because the festival is opening this morning. Tell us about the kind of the origins of Science Week. I know I've been involved with it myself the last couple of years um, through Calmaston Washford, but tell us what's, um, where did the festival come about from? Well, we're funded by the Science Foundation Ireland and uh, Science Week, there's about 15 different counties who are doing events, um, but actually Calmast is running events in five counties this, this year. But this morning, I'm only here to talk about uh, Carlo and uh, how we've expanded Carlo because of uh, our merger with SETU, um, which is just a fantastic thing. Um, and, and I have to put a huge thank you out to uh, Dr. Adriana, uh, Adriana Neves, um, she has done stellar work in putting out uh, outreach programmes uh, throughout next week and also everything that's happening in the college next week is all down to Adriana. But our work with Calmast has um, funded a, a lot of programmes that are happening um, within uh, community resource centres and a few really interesting events that we'd love the public to get involved with because the more that we see people engaging with um, Science Week, the more we can provide. Absolutely. And give us a little whistle-stop tour, uh, Caroline, if you can, of the festival programme in terms of what content we'll be uh, looking at over the next week or thereabout. Well, the first thing I'm going to, to say that we have a Steve Sherman, uh, the Science Scavenger Hunt, is an amazing event. So he sells out every year. We, run, we also run Maths Week. He sells out all the time um, and he's an, an amazing entertainer. It's a scavenger hunt that... You only need one device and one family. So two people, five people, six people, whatever. And you can do that over the two days. And it's a lot of fun. You get to work together as a family and do some really, really interesting and funny kind of uh, events. You find things, you have to find things. You have to uh, maybe create a wrap um, or it's a lot of fun. So you'll find that information um, about how to register for that event on calmath.ie. Um, but throughout the college, we have chemistry exhibitions, maths puzzles. We have a beautiful science. So STEM engagement is important to us, but STEAM engagement is also a huge thing for us. Yeah, because um, arts the, now the is acknowledged of, as uh, the creation of the human being. Absolutely, absolutely. So there's a beautiful art exhibition happening in the Houghton building in SETU all week. And on Friday, a winner will be announced from uh, the visitors who've decided who the, who the winner is. And we have a curator coming from Tipperary. Um, uh, it's Hel- Helena Tobin. And she's going to decide the winner of that. So it's a, it's a beautiful merger of science, technology, engineering, arts and maths all together. Um, we have lovely stuff happening. We have um, Darrell P- uh, Picovici. He is a lecturer in the college, but he's also the chairperson of the... Uh, the bees, the the um, beekeepers association in Carlo. So he's going to do a lovely talk for us on Monday. Um, one of the most important events I really want to mention is that's happening is with our friends in Carlo College in St Patrick's, mm. um, because our STEM engagement is happening all across uh, the southeast. And um, this 
if if you're not familiar with carlo cardiac first responders you should be um because they are the first line of defense if any of us ever get into difficulty when you ring 999 um but they're going to do a, a fantastic talk on thursday evening in uh, carlo college and it's a free event but it does you do need to book ahead um it's going to be interactive and they're going to talk about like some anecdotal Things around um, uh, keeping yourself well in heart health. Uh, Peter Reynolds from the ambulance uh, service is going to g- give a talk about that. But also you get an opportunity to, to hear about the work that cardiac first responders do. And I think it's something really important that we all should be supporting. Absolutely. And can I also ask you about um, AI? Where So the world has become dominated now with this uh, concerns around artificial intelligence, many embracing it, you know, uh, to the benefits that it can bring and the wealth of opportunities that can bring others, obviously fearful of it, particularly uh, lots of conversations around that in academia. But Carlo College uh, are also hosting a panel discussion on uh, AI, a threat to humankind. This, I'm sure, will be uh, both topical and pertinent. Yeah. I can't stress enough. It's amazing to have these events happening in Carlow and they're happening for free. For sure. Um, and you get to come in and you see the beautiful grounds um, of Carlow College and to, to be able to see like some of the work that's going on there as well. Um, the panellists for that particular event are Claire King, uh, Simon Workman, Noel Cabinet, John McHugh. Um, and they're basically going to talk, like just like I just mentioned, the the merger of uh, AI which has become a threat and a, and a potential for everybody but also about how humanities like how people at the end of everything people people are important communication is important and you know that face-to-face interact interaction so it's going to be a really really interesting talk and that's happening on Tuesday the 14th uh, at seven o'clock again booking is essential and you need to go on to calmast.ie to book that event Absolutely. Well, it's fabulous. And calmast.ie will give us the kind of the details, um, will it, Caroline, for all of the uh, programme? All of the events. Uh, Science Week has already started in Carlo. We had uh, Caroline Ainsley from Bubbly Science. So she did um, a show in Aska. And we also have a show happening with Dr. Ken. He's a fire eater, a unicyclist. Um, a lot of fun, uh, but uh, hugely his uh, his background is in science and physics and he's doing shows for us in SETU on Tuesday as well. Um, we have UPMC, um, a talk by uh, Dr. Marco there um, about uh, the, the research and the work that they're doing in UPMC. And Adriana, as I mentioned earlier, is doing amazing outreach work. She's going in to do toddler science. She's making slime with kids. She's showing kids how to make elephant toothpaste, a very important part of all of our lives. Absolutely, for sure and certain. Carolyn, it sounds absolutely fantastic and well done to yourself and all of the team uh, leading that out. We all uh, are, are cognizant that these things don't happen without a tranche of work uh, happening in advance of them. And uh, as you say, and I reiterate, it's great to have them all on our doorstep in Carlo and all for free uh, as well. And there's fun and education and learning um, opportunities therein. So uh, well done to you all. Yeah. Thanks, Edward, and thanks for supporting the programme. A pleasure, and please, God, we'll chat with you again next year when it's when it's up and running again. And thank you, Carolyn. Good morning. Thanks, Edward. Now, that's Carolyn MacDonald there uh, involved with Festival Engagement, STEM, S-E-T-U. And, um, yeah, science, technology, um, uh, engineering and maths forming STEM, but STEAM, the new thing now is STEAM, and that's the addition of the A, and that the arts are so 
important and so pertinent in there as well. Now, let's look at a little text because we have a text here that says, best of luck to Ailing, Ailing, um, maybe it's Ashling, but Ailing, I think, is written down here. Ailing McNally and John Murphy, who are getting married in Lachlan Bridge today, and that comes in uh, from all in 10 Carlo Road. When we mention Carlo, I must say hello and lots of love to my three wonderful friends up in Carlo. They are Pat, Kay, and May. Uh, so, Kay Clancy, Pat um, Hogan, and May uh, as well. Um, so send them all of our good wishes uh, as well Pat Kane and May Hogan uh, as well so send them all of my good wishes and lots of love and hope to see them very soon it's just has been crazy at the minute but uh, we'll see them very soon so Pat Kane and May three of my good uh, troopers friends above and Carlo as well sending them all lots of love this morning now let's take a little break and after the break um, I'm going to give you an invitation just to sit and rest and relax and remember more after this. This Saturday show on KCLR with Edward Hayden. With thanks to Christmas parties at Lyrath Estate Hotel, the perfect location for your team to come together this Christmas. For details, email events at lyrath.com. KCLR. Now, good morning. You're very welcome back. If you've just joined us here on KCLR, it's lovely to have you uh, with us as well. Now, uh, keep the text coming in 083306-9696. It is indeed our dinnersready.ie contact line. Now, um, as you know, November is the month of the Holy Souls and it's a month of special solemnity where we look back and think about people who have passed away and commemorate them in lots of different ways. There's lots of masses and events taking place in parishes right across uh, both dioceses here in um, Kildare and Lachlan and Ossery to remember those that have passed in the last year. And I thought we might give you uh, the opportunity to just do that uh, privately and silently in your own homes or cars or workplaces this morning. And I thought who better to uh, help us on that journey uh, other than our wonderful friend Orla Fallon. So um, we think of those that have passed away. We think of the imprint that they have put on our lives and um, we feel how much we miss them. Uh, for this month of special solemnity and um, here at KCLR we wish you well in that journey because whether it's one day, one month, one week, one year, uh, ten years it, um, it's always with us so um, yeah our invitation to you is just to remember and feel that love that you now miss here's Orla Fallon Remember Me dreams 
Now, how lovely was that? That was the lovely Orla Fallon there with Remember Me and um, yeah, just giving you an all an opportunity to think and to reflect and to remember those um, that are gone from our lives and um, their, their, their mark and imprint uh, is always indelible and I couldn't think of uh, a better, more beautiful voice to help us on that journey than um, couldn't think of a better voice than Orla Fallon uh, the lovely Orla Fallon and um, our texter actually has just texted in to say uh, to send good wishes to Orla Pat has been on to send good wishes to Orla and suggesting that that was just uh, fabulous and again yeah I just thought this morning that her voice would be a voice that would ease us all uh, gently into that time of remembering and remembering with great solemnity for sure. Now, let's head over to the telephone line because on the telephone line we're joined by the lovely Gemma Hayes who is currently putting together a collaboration with Lisa Hannigan and Paul Noonan and they're coming to the Watergate Theatre um, on the 11th of December at 8pm. Gemma Hayes, good morning to you. Good morning to you. Thank you so much for joining us on a Saturday morning. Oh, it's a, it's a pleasure. I'm, I'm sitting in my car watching my boy play a blitz soccer. <laughs> it's, not, it's not all rock and roll, Gemma, is it? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> it's a balancing act of it's music a, and, and parenting. It absolutely is, but that in, in 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 internally we get that equilibrium somewhere therein. 
exactly. come here tonight I tell you this sounds like an absolute feast that is to behold the stage of the Watergate Theatre on the 11th of December um, it's a special series of shows that you are putting together um, you know collaboration is always you know difficult but yet very fruitful tell us about the kind of the, the plan of attack for uh, this evening Gemma Yes, well, I'll tell you, it's um, it's been an absolute pleasure because I've 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 known Paul and Lisa since sort of my early twenties. Um, so we've been friends, um, and we've all had you know quite sort of interesting, uh, fruitful careers in in, in you know many different ways. Mm. And uh, we decided to come together and uh, maybe last year it was, and to try doing a show where we just sat around, and we chatted and we told stories and we. You know, Lisa might sing a song or myself and Paul would do backing vocals or play some guitar. Um, and it was just such an easy, wonderful sort of experience to be on stage with two friends. Um, and we just decided to keep doing it. And it, it's just become this, uh, just a wonderful evening. It's it's very intimate. There's lots of chats. Um, and uh, and we just, we all collaborate uh, and, and we kind of change up a song. You know, we might do a Paul song that might be like, you know, uh, Rocky Took a Lover, which is, you know, a big sort of single for Bell X1. But we'll do a really intimate acoustic version of it. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's an absolute pleasure to be on the stage with them. And it's, uh, the audience seem to really enjoy it as well. So um, long may it continue. For sure. And I presume there's opportunities for great spontaneity and great creativity in a in a setting and in an environment like that because if you're also used to and familiar working with each other, you could just kind of have like an artistic thought in the show and introduce into it. So I presume it doesn't have to have as much kind of, you know, rigid structure that another show would have. Like you, like that is absolutely bang on. Um, what we've tried to do when, when we set up this show was to keep it so we can never become complacent. So um, a lot of it is we will, the day before we say, guys, let's try this song. Or Paul introduced a new song um, to us literally the day before the last show. Um, so you're on the edge of your seat. Uh, you're coming up with ideas on the spot, really, or just maybe the day before. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to introduce new songs each time so that uh, it stays really fresh for us as well, you know, because the, I think the, the death of creativity is, is complacency. And we all know that. So it's to keep it, keep it alive. Absolutely. It's and terrifying. Keep... Yeah, terrifying for sure. You know, the, the feeling of the unknown, Gemma. It is. I mean, I'm, I'm somebody who loves to rehearse things to death just to make sure I know what I'm doing. And this is a it, it's it's brilliant and it's great to be kind of out of my comfort zone, um, you know, to do that and to to just come up with harmonies. And you know, you do sometimes when when you have no choice, you're really in the present moment, and you go there and you make it work. And um, you know, sometimes when Lisa's singing a song, I'll just in my head I'll hear this new harmony, and I'll just come out with it. And and she does the same. So um, yeah, it's great fun. Come on. What a gorgeous invitation to an audience, isn't it? And come here, listen, you, um, you know, if we, if we, we'll throw Lisa and Paul out of the pot there for a minute. Uh, you yourself, you know, you do a huge amount of work and touring, you know, between USA, UK, Ireland, all over. Tell us about what's going on with your own career at the moment. 
Well, do you know what? I took I took what was meant to be sort of a few years out uh, when I had my two kids, but I found it really hard to come back. I think sort of after about six or seven years out of making music and performing, my confidence was really low and I wasn't sure if I could do it again. So it's been, it's taken me a couple of years to get back to feeling like, um, you know, just a more potent as a as a songwriter and as a performer but but now that I'm back I don't want to I don't want to ever leave so I'm in the middle of making an album it's just about finished and uh, so it'll be released early next year and I have a single coming out at the start of the year as well and I'm just enjoying doing shows around Ireland I either do them acoustically or with a full band and um and just back out making music again and and, and one of the things that was a clincher for me was my little girl a few years ago I was in cleaning the kitchen and she said, my daddy works in an office and my mother cleans kitchens. And I went, now, Maya, there's nothing wrong with cleaning kitchens, but that's not actually what I do, as in I do other stuff too, but she had no idea. And I thought, that's a shame. I'd really like her to see, you know, me sort of use my talents and stuff like that. So that was kind of the, the initial push to get back out there so they could see that um, I wasn't always, you know, at home. Oh, gorgeous. And, uh, and yeah. tell me, you know, um, obviously, I, I can only tell you this from people that I've spoken to about it. I'm not one myself, but people say that, you know, becoming a parent, you know, changes your life and changes your perspective. And I suppose changes your viewpoint of the world and how you look at the world and how you feel and experience the world. Has that been the case with you in terms of the, the, the music that you're writing now and the lyrics that you're writing now, as opposed to, to pre-parenting? Yeah, I mean it's you know it it's uh, it's a whole new world uh, parenting. The one thing that I found um, when I had my first baby was that I became in- way more compassionate to towards other people. Not that I wasn't before, but I think it went to another level um, because you realise the vulnerability of of you know people coming into the world, and, and not everybody has the best start in life. Mm. And you realize the nature and nurture and how so much can go wrong if they're not given, you know, the basics of kind of love and safety um, and that everybody comes into the world innocent. And it, it just it opened the door to me to just, you know, to be so much more compassionate towards people in the world. And then that had a knock on effect with my creativity. You know, um, I had just softened. I'd softened towards people um not that i was hard towards people mm. but i, I it, it was just another level um and that you know once your heart is open creativity takes on a whole new a whole new level um and so for me it's a lot easier to sort of um what's the word uh have the courage of my own convictions now you know i i care less about what people think there there are little people that you know are the most important thing to me in the world uh, music is important being true to myself <clears throat> being true to myself for their sake as well because I am a guide for them as to how to live and um, and so yeah it becomes it becomes very interesting but it's exhausting I've you know I haven't had eight hours sleep in in about nine years so okay. I'm battling that as well <laughs> okay. 
So it's, uh, it's, it's very busy. Well, listen, this, um, of course, keeping our heart open is the message for life, isn't it? We must keep it open yeah. for, for everything that comes along. It sounds like an absolutely fantastic evening. It's, it's, it's right the type of thing, I think, that, that, you know, it's special for an audience to be there and to be involved and to bear testament uh, to what will happen on the night. It's on the 11th of December at 8pm. Tickets are available at the Watergate Theatre at 0567761674. They can also check you out on GemmaHayes.com. Gemma, it's been really lovely to chat with you this morning and thanks for joining me. Likewise. Thank you very much. Good morning. Enjoy the rest of the match. Now get out of the car and talk to the rest of the the GAA (laughs) moms and dads of the country. I know, we're freezing. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. The leggings and the thick socks and the hiking boots, that's what you want. None of your glamorous, uh, none none of your glam gear. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to talk to you, Gemma. Good morning. Good wishes in the concert. The Watergate is a lovely venue. It sounds really conducive to what you're uh, creating, which is, is very special. Uh, Gemma Hayes there joining us to tell us all about that lots of lovely messages coming in I must say and thank you for them all people loving Orla Fallon there and loving her reflection Uh, somebody rang Ashling as well to say thank you for the song that had brought a tear to her eye and that she really appreciates me on the radio so there you have it thank you very much uh, for that Um, all of those lovely messages I think uh, avoid me getting the sack here on a Saturday morning but thank you for that as well let's take um, what will we take now do you know what we'll take I think Ashling MacDonald we will take if I find the right button here, of course, I'd have it ready if I was proper. Uh, find the right button. We'll take a break. This Saturday show on KCLR with Edward Hayden. With thanks to Christmas parties at Lyrath Estate Hotel. The perfect location for your team to come together this Christmas. For details, email events at lyrath.com. Carlo. Kilkenny. KCLR. Now, there we have. You're very welcome back. 0833069696. It's our dinnersready.ie contact line here as well. Uh, I got a gorgeous picture. Wait till I get it up now here. I've sent it on to uh, Shirley. Uh, somebody's saying they're loving our music. Um, Marion from Thomastown was on. She sent me a gorgeous picture of her holly tree with a bird therein. And she said, Edward, everything Shirley said is in that photo. And there's a gorgeous big holly bush. Jesus. Marion, if we're making any Christmas wreaths, can we come and get our secretaries at your holly tree? It looks absolutely fabulous. And laden, laden, laden with red berries. And she's got a gorgeous, um, what do they call those things? Ashley, what do you call those things with a bird table? A bird table, that's what you call them. Uh, it's, it's not a bird table. It's kind of like a bird cage, I think, with a little table underneath it to feed the birds as well. And the birds are chewing away happily on the uh, nuts and oats there um, as well. So thank you for that. And I have sent it on to Shirley. She didn't get back to me just yet, but uh, I'm sure she will. And uh, she'll be delighted with that for sure and certain. Now, um, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much to all of my guests today uh, for a wonderful show. Uh, thanks to the lovely Ashling MacDonald, our wonderful producer and my good friend who I love uh, coming into each and every Saturday morning. I was actually delighted this morning because I arrived at, I didn't actually say this to Ashling, I arrived at 20 to 10, which would be very early for me. And there was no car um, of Ashling's. So I ran up the stairs with great indignation. I was going to be sitting at the desk when she came in, but she was here. Um, she was here and kind of looked like she was here for a while, let it be said. The coat was off the 
earphones were on and the lovely Angela Joyce Stewart was uh, getting ready for the news as she is now because she'll be coming up to you very very shortly with uh, the main um, headlines and then she'll be back with the main news at one o'clock Eddie is up next with the Saturday brunch and if the Lord spares me I'll be back with you next Saturday but until then folks thanks for listening and God bless this Saturday show on KCLR with Edward Hayden. With thanks to Christmas parties at Lyrath Estate Hotel, the perfect location for your team to come together this Christmas. For details, email events at lyrath.com.